You're listening to the Mother of All Solutions, stories from mums as they navigate their return to work. With me, Laura Broderick. I was the first out of all my friends, really, to have children. And actually, it's very similar, I suppose, I think, in a lot of pathways and within the art world that you do need that time to kind of carve out a career and establish yourself. My name's Natalie Lazarus. I'm a freelance arts professional. And I have a 10-year-old son called Louis and a 5-year-old daughter called Dora. I was still doing, so about 10 years ago, I was still doing commercials. And the problem with commercials is you may have to stay late at night Mm. at really short notice. So tight deadlines, you don't really have any choice. And most of the people in commercials are male. And most of them have wives at home looking after the children. So there wasn't a lot of sympathy, to be honest. My name's Louise McGregor. I'm a freelance film editor and I've got a... a nearly 10-year-old daughter called Ava and a five-year-old called Izzy. Okay, well, let's get started. Well, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Lou, for hosting us in your home. Um, We're interviewing two ladies together today, um, Louise McGregor and Natalie Lazarus. Um, You don't know each other. I've brought you together especially for this podcast recording that I think we'll neatly title The Freelancers. Um, So with regards to the mother of all solutions, women listening who are navigating their returns to work, I thought it would be really interesting to hear your journeys and how you operate as freelancers in your own industries and how you juggle childcare arrangements around that. So if we could get started, um, why don't we hear a little bit from you both about your career paths and what you do in your day jobs and your professional lives who wants to go first? Do you want to go first, Natalie? <laughs> um, okay, I'll go first. Um, so, well, I've been a freelancer for longer than the ten years since having children. I, I was freelance. I've been freelance for about fifteen years, um, and I have worked. Um, I say arts professional. It's a quite a vague, vague enough term for the various jobs I've done re- within the art world. So, I've taught higher education at an art college, um, which I still do on an ad hoc basis. Um, I've got a qualification in conservation and more specifically paintings conservation. I'm, I'm a conservation technician, which is what the, an area of work I carry out as a freelancer as well. I've worked with artists as an artist assistant in their studio. Um, I've worked in contemporary art galleries as well along along the years and I've also made my own work I love being freelance so that I can actually take the time and school holidays I can drop my kids to school I can do things like sports days um, and I can really be a part of of the things that I might miss otherwise potentially okay and we'll pick up on some of those themes as we go through the recording and see how that's worked for Lou as well and and see how that might work in other sort of freelance contexts so that's great thank you Natalie and so over to you Lou tell us a bit about your professional life yes I've been freelance probably longer than that maybe 25 years Um, I started as a film editor's assistant which is a general dog's body, and uh, and working on 35mm. And then computers came in pretty much straight away, um, and I was an assistant for about 10 years, so I wasn't really freelance. I had to go in and work very long hours. Uh, And it was in commercials, which which is long hours as well. Um, There's no nine-to-five going on. 
Um, and then I became an editor and that's all freelance because that's how they pay you, but they do expect you to be there. So when Ava was born, um, I was still doing, so about 10 years ago, I was still doing commercials. And the problem with commercials is you may have to stay late at night mm. at really short notice. Mm-hmm. So um, Tight deadlines. Tight deadlines. You don't really have any choice. And most of the people in commercials are, are male. And most of them have wives at home looking after the children. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't a lot of sympathy, to be honest. Um, so my career sort of took a slowdown when Ava was born mm. uh, which I didn't mind because I really wanted to spend time with her and yeah you were ready it. for that change yeah. of being mum okay yeah it was really good and also commercials have taken a nosedive anyway haha you men yeah <laughs> 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 um so since then and also my directors just aren't working anymore and unless you're there doing lots of free work on pop promos and things you don't get the the new directors so um, that the sort of commercial life has gone downhill. But the, the good side is, is that there's loads of websites that need videos. So that's what I do mostly now, which is okay. called content work. And a lot of my clients allow me to work at home, at least for part of it, which is brilliant because I can just work on my laptop and I can then do the school run as well. Okay. So it's both really, well, for both of you, it's important that you can be freelance and operate in order to manage things like the school run and all those logistics around. I would just say though Mm. that my career is just um, content is sort of near the bottom of a free uh, film editor's career. Okay. So I wouldn't be able to cut features on that model. Okay. Or do commercials. So you're sort of set in a type of editing role to give that flexibility of being freelance. Okay. And what about you, Natalie? Obviously, you say your arts professional roles are quite varied and therefore that's a little bit bitty and so it can be hard to juggle and also to... It can be hard. Luckily enough, though, a lot of places, obviously organisations mainly that I work with, they want to plan ahead quite far Mm. and book things in quite far. So, you know, I'll have enough notice for a job it, mm. it won't be like Lou was just saying it, you might have a, a job come in at very short notice I generally wouldn't have so many of those experiences I, I would have enough time to plan and plan childcare and now with my children obviously being a bit older they're both at school mm. so really they're as long as it's not a school holiday then um there I know that my day's can be freed up mm. when they were very little when they were babies and and I'd I'd have a childminder maybe two days a week I really had to try and arrange everything for those two days mm. a week for it's instance it's definitely easier the older they get yes isn't it? definitely sure that's yeah. good to know yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is it is because exactly like you just said schools obviously the school day finishes at 3 30 but they're after school clubs as well which yeah. are also something that you obviously have to commit to and, and pay, pay for, for yeah but they're really not as expensive as a childminder or a day nursery or a nanny Um, but yes you do have that but now I actually have the issue with my son who's 10 and he's in year 6 so he's the top year in primary school Uh, he really feels that everyone at the after school club is a lot younger than him and he feels bored by it so he's now kind of nagging at me to make his own way home and have his own keys which a lot of his friends are doing so I'm on the cusp of this oh, potentially there might be a day when I'm at work and he'll be walking home and letting himself in and come home to an empty house, Mm. which we've got to just 
start getting used to that, I suppose. But um, it feels very strange and, and, and yeah, quite yeah, difficult. So that, there's going to be another transition there yeah. of like separate school sites and him maturing and wanting more independence. And I suppose Ava will probably be coming to that point yeah, soon Yeah, she enough. wants to go on the school bus, but I've said no yeah. so far <laughs> because she still has to walk from where the school bus drops her mm. to here. Mm. And it might be okay in the summertime, but in the wintertime it's not really mm. yeah. not ideal. Okay, so just picking up on a few things you said, one thing that I thought you said, Lou, that was interesting is that content is low down in that sort of editing. Yeah, in terms of the money that you get paid for it. Yeah. But it's much more... um, much better with the hours they're mm. not they won't expect you to work after six okay but do you feel I don't think resentful sounds too strong but do you feel a little bit like you've had to choose to take less of a varied portfolio of um, editing and it would be better if you could still have the flexibility and have you know some fantastic feature editing role as yes. well yeah. Maybe resent. Maybe we can use the well, word. Well, I am so old when I no. had Ava and Izzy, so I did have quite a good go at a career. Because actually, mm. if you had just started out or you were an assistant, mm. you wouldn't be able to still be a mm. film editor and have children. You'd have you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to do it because you have to have you have to be on hand for someone mm. to be there. You know, have to work late or whatever. Mm. Well, that you poses an interesting when we don't always have the choice about when we have our kids but like that difference between Clara who we initially interviewed had baby Finn when she was 28 or 29 which yeah. isn't young but she so was at, viewing it as at young at that sort of age yeah. I was working 18 hour days yeah so mm. I yeah. just wouldn't have the career mm. yeah so you built your career before yeah. motherhood yeah. kicked in yeah okay because oh. I was 42 when I had Ava okay yeah, and what about you? Well, you don't need to go into ages. We're not prompting. Well, no, it, I don't mind. It's fine because I was I was going to say it's really interesting you saying that because it is. I I was slightly opposite to that. I, I uh, when I had Louis, I was thirty one, and mm. so I, although that's not so young, it is relatively young n- nowadays. Mm. I, I was the first out of all my friends really to have children, yeah. um, and and actually it's very similar, I suppose. I think in a lot of um, pathways and within the art world that you do need that time to kind of carve out a career and establish yourself. And, and I hadn't really I suppose mm. I wasn't right at the beginnings of a career you know I had graduated age um yeah where did you graduate 20 22 yeah. 21 22 so yeah. I had spent a while Unless you're working an architect, yeah, yeah I, I had spent a while working I'd worked in a in a, in a quite a big contemporary art gallery and uh, and then I'd worked um gone to work as an artist assistant with the artist that I've worked with for years and years and still do okay. odd, odd jobs for him now um so that's that was great but I wasn't so well established in a in a career and um I did find that stopping to have children although I didn't really stop I wasn't full on in there I couldn't mm. do the networking I couldn't go to openings and be around yeah. having drinks with everyone I couldn't do the kind of the schmoozing and, and just being around and getting to know everyone yeah. that really a lot of other people were doing and I do feel set back quite a few years because of that and I look around now at my kind of contemporaries and perhaps my peers from when I was at college and they're like you know museum directors and yeah <laughs> yeah um and I'm just not there so um you're doing your own path mm, though Natalie yeah. which is and, and that's true though so that kind of phase of having those contacts to draw contacts to draw upon now in a freelance role if you've missed out on sort of forging those earlier on in your career is maybe harder to pick up whereas as you say Lou you'd kind of been through yeah. that 
And I'm still hoping to upcycle my career. <laughs> but I have been doing some interesting projects, so it's not all bad doing yeah, content. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's just not so high profile. Yeah. And there's not the same money, I suppose. Mm. And then talk me through, I mean, you probably don't have a typical week, do you? This is an assumption that freelancers don't have a typical week, but maybe you do. So it's... Talk me through um, a week, a rough, um, an approximate week in your life. Well, I've just had two months off, really, because it's in the summer holidays. Mm-hmm. So that's the nice thing about freelance. Mm. I didn't have to take any work. Um, but I would probably get a couple of days' notice on on whether I'm working or not. Um, and it's quite easy now because I, mm. as, as working less, my partner's working less. So in actual fact, getting the kids to school is fine. Ava goes really early to her school. And then we've got lots of local people for Izzy because mm. they're at different schools. Um, so there's lots of support there. So at the moment, it's working really well. Mm. Um, and I would try and probably work... Um, if I was working four days in that week, I'd probably try and work two at home. And two in and, the office. Yeah. Okay. But what, what happens is I'll, I'll do the drop-off with Izzy and then I'll come back here and work until I have to pick one of them up. And then I'll stop for a couple of hours. And then Ira's pretty good at taking them to bed. So round about eight o'clock I'll go and start work again yep. and if I have to do eight till twelve or eight till two that's what I have to do but it, some so. people are really productive at that time I'm not yeah. I would hate that and really struggle with that whereas my partner is a proper night owl and if I mean he would be okay with that I mean he does long hours as it is so I'm not encouraging him to do eight to twelve as well <laughs> but you know you have to know do you have to know your patterns your Sometimes I can be productive in the evening and it's yeah. quite good having a, a break for yeah. a few hours. So I don't mind doing that at all because mm. I don't have a social life anymore. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a whole new topic, right? I'm going to add that to my list. We will talk about social life. Okay. And I'm not doing the networking because I'm working from home. It's sort of, it's yeah. just a little bit easier, I suppose. So you've almost had to like very clearly define your life as in this is the type of work these are the types of days, this is my childcare arrangement. So it's quite, even though it's flexible in freelance, it's still quite defined. If I try to, Mm. I mean, if I go out for more than once in a week, then I start, it just gets on top of me. So if I'm working, I'm working, I'm working and the kids and that's it really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to plan that, but you you can get asked to take on a job at quite short notice. Whereas Natalie, you said a lot of your work is planned quite far in advance. Yes, Mm. particularly teaching. Mm. Um, And and actually that, I found that very helpful. Mm. Um, And then, so, you know, if I'm talking about a typical week, um, my partner, Paul, usually takes the kids to school. Okay. Um, Regardless, actually, of whether I'm actually at home or not, because I'll usually be the one to pick them up from either from school or the after school club or the activity club. So it's nice for him to take the kids to school. Yeah to you know be part of that um so and I will try if I'm working from home and because I I work well on routine and I really kind of have to have a routine so um I I will really try and set a routine and for instance have lunch at the same time every day or maybe go out for a walk and get a change and I also need a change of scenery so it's really important to kind of factor in even just walking around the block as part of the day and getting out the house they are the they're the the main things I'll really try and stick to if I'm working from home. Obviously, I'll have to finish work always at a certain time to collect the kids from school or where, mm. wherever they are. There's anyway, a boundary for your time. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. But if I'm not working at home, which quite often I'm not with teaching or or we're doing some freelance studio work, studio work. Mm. I'll be working at someone else's studio, um, and most of the time it will be in London, so I won't need to kind of travel out of London anyway. But um, yeah, then I'll, I'll I'll kind of go with their routine. Whoever I'm working for, I'll I'll work mm. alongside 
their routine I suppose mm. but yeah in terms of kind of weekly routine I do try and keep it almost as as nine to five in a way as possible yeah. you know like being in a yeah in employment and having to go to an office I I, I, I know that works for me mm. otherwise I just um whittle away the hours and potter about and just find that I've just done nothing all day so I really I have to kind of discipline myself yeah and so you slightly different patterns obviously mm. different industries so it's going to be different um do you have a social life Natalie um, <laughs> do you find time for these things um I think like Lou said it's it's you know if intense weeks of work I I won't because I'll I will want to do it will be work and family yeah um and that and yes but then you know I, I will you know, if it's been a, a couple of months I'll I'll I will go out for a drink you'll make an effort yes I'll make an effort good and uh, (laughs) people's birthdays I'll try and be there the only reason I'm probing is because you've both said it gets a bit easier as the kids get older so I assumed so the work-life balance gets a weeny bit easier but the me time balance sounds like it doesn't get any easier so I'm just probing no. a little bit on that. I, I don't know, we're find going off it topic does. slightly. But. Well, because bedtimes, <laughs> bedtimes get later. So I, I always found that me time was was evening time with the kids went to bed early, and, and with older kids as they get as they go to bed later. Well, that's it. You know, the minute they're in bed, I'm just I've, mm-hmm. I'm ready you for bed. Want to go to bed as yeah. well? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So in a lot of ways, yes. Obviously, in their independence and, and the things that they can do to look after themselves, that's mm-hmm. great. But actually, emotional support I found is way more than when mm. they were young um and you know helping with homework and yes. talking about their day and maybe relationship kind of things that have been going on with friends mm. there's a lot more there's a lot more of, of that mm. really involved yeah a lot so, more yeah so it's a difference because obviously the podcast the mother of all solutions around like navigating returns to work and decision making and all those conundrums that come up when you're in this emotional era of being a new mum or off on maternity leave and making plans it doesn't really settle does it really it sort of you're always having to think on your feet and respond to those yeah I suppose children just change so often and it is is different needs so you know you just got to try and keep up with it I suppose (laughs) (laughs) you didn't sound tired at all then Lou Are you not energised after the two months summer holiday? <laughs> yes. There's more time. No, I wish I'd put some work in that. Actually. It would have been easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but do you think the kids really appreciate that, or do you think they're not no, aware? I don't of think that? they appreciate it at all. <laughs> <laughs> but so I mean, think if they had someone that was going to work, then they would see the difference. Mm. So, yeah, I know. I wonder if they did a survey of like ten-year-olds. I think it's quite. You've both got ten-year-olds, so let's pick mm. that age. Right, you know the perceptions of their parents not just their mums and work and the amount of time they get with their parents because I always got good time with my mum but I always felt like oh we do a lot of like just going food shopping and like going to my grands and like you know whereas I had friends who would be like going off doing like really cool stuff and I was like oh and it's like well she didn't have a lot of extra free time on the evening and now I know that now I can appreciate that being a mum to Mm. two kids myself now so Mm. Yes, I, I do mm. get questioned from my children. Oh, are you working from home today? Does that mean you can pick us up early? Mm. And so, you know, and, and I, you know, of course they don't understand or get it or even they don't even want to. You know, they, they mm. think I'm at home, therefore they can be at home, which of course they can, but it makes working quite a lot more difficult mm. working from home mm. with them there. It's easier to work with a, a bit of 
no distraction and a mm. quiet house. Um, but yes, they. I think that they. I think that they. Um, they like the fact that if there's a meeting or an assembly or something like that, they do like the fact that I'm there and, and mm. they notice that for sure. Yeah. Um, so that's obviously. Um, I'm thankful that they've noticed that. Yeah, and that's a benefit to having the freelance flexibility exactly. of yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. what I, you know. I have to say, I'd not like I mentioned at the beginning. I'm, I've been a freelancer prior to having children, mm. so it wasn't a decision that I made upon having children to go mm. freelance I already was freelance mm. but it's definitely a decision to stick with it now rather than because I've I've had a patch I've tried a patch of employment yep. and um and actually I returned to freelance because yeah and that was not the only reason but one of the major reasons that I did return mm. to freelance I wanted my flexibility back okay no it's really interesting because there'll be mums listening and well and dads and other carers as well thinking about the balance of all these things so if we keep that idea in mind you've been through different iterations of your careers and any sort of bits of advice in terms of sort of planning a a freelance career do you need to have this key list of contacts ready and be like okay I've already got one job in the bag booked or your career has to be a certain at a certain point Mm. before you can go freelance Mm. so it has to be established in a certain to a certain sort of Height, I suppose. Mm. Which do you not think people could take a risk? I, again, it's all up for conversation. It depends what, what it is, I yeah. suppose. But in if your industry, yeah. no risks No, because it, it is all mm. about contacts, really. Okay, yeah. Mm. So you need to have time to develop the contacts. Mm. Um, but if you're doing cake baking, then... Or yeah. something that you can advertise on on the net, then you don't need the same Be a, thing. Be a bit more entrepreneurial yeah. with it, or what have you. Okay, and what about you, Natalie? Do you think if people making decisions around going freelance what they have to weigh up and some of those practical considerations I agree that um, it would be wiser to go freelance having already established yourself in terms of contacts definitely because when you're freelance it really is all about your contacts and and, and kind of knowing people and and them knowing that you are available Mm. Um, so yes but um, I think it's it's there's two sides to it really because if you want to go freelance and you prior to having children maybe you're planning having children or you're or maybe even pregnant mm. um I think that you can still do that because you still would have more free time to kind of network with people but I think once you've had a baby and you don't get your evenings out or you don't get the the flexibility to really you know m- go around town all day having meetings with various people then it is it is a lot harder although I do think in my well I I just know personally from my own point of view and the experiences that I've had people would always be happy to have a baby in a meeting you know that wasn't I was never I never was met with any um it it was it just wasn't difficult if I if I didn't have childcare and I had to bring I would say one child I don't think I would take two children (laughs) to a meeting but one child don't take two children to anything don't take two children to a meeting (laughs) never do that but one child um particularly if they're you know little and they're a baby and you can amuse them and give them something to chew on in a corner or something like that people really actually really enjoy it it's a real break to their working day and they've and whenever I've you know my children have come to work with me and they have been at meetings and they've been they've enjoyed it and everyone's in, enjoyed it and, and and actually I think yeah I haven't come up with any um any barriers really in uh, from that respect I think it depends what your job is, is as well because I'm the technician so mm. I'm not really I'm quite low down the food chain mm. <laughs> so um if I go to a meeting 
uh, I'd probably have to do some work and then it's yeah. just impossible. Yeah. You couldn't have them there. Yeah. No, I'm quite low, low down the food chain yeah. as well, but um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I just haven't really noticed any feelings of that. But maybe this I is what know. we're all going wrong. We're all assuming we're low down the food chain, whereas really there needs to be some empowerment here. Right, you're, you're, you're the mid of the food chain. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's true. Mm. But um, I was also... Um, obviously in in thinking and reflecting quite a lot while I was thinking about um, talking on this podcast, Mm. I was thinking about any um, organisations that I might have gone to for... To, for advice on being a freelancer yeah or even how and, much to ask for as a daily rate and yeah, things like and, that. yeah yeah exactly and I think that we're all you know a lot of people are guilty of this kind of imposter syndrome mm. on the end and and thinking that maybe not not charging what we what we should for a for the daily rate and, and I yeah whereas men probably I'm making fast assumptions here but there is I'm sure evidence to back this up wouldn't worry about pitching too high whereas women generally yeah. pitch too low, pitch too low. absolutely totally undersell themselves the whole time mm-hmm. I, think. I don't know if Lou's agreeing or not yeah agreeing. well we have sort of set rates so mm. um, it's not that different really but I think I, I put in I always want to put in a lot of hours mm. probably because I feel that I have been drifting off at some point if I'm working at home mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's another reason why I just want to make sure if it's a daily rate I need to get to this point in in the cut that I'm doing so that's another reason why I'll work late um, even if I've got the next day you know because the next day I might want to go early to get um, the kids from school or something's on at school or, or something. Mm. So that's another reason for working late in that way. But mm. I mean, the, the amounts, the daily rate is mm. sort of sort of set. Okay, so mm. it's quite clear cut for you. Yeah. Mm. And is that set, obviously through the industry, but are there... You, sorry, Natalie, you started talking about some networks oh, yeah, and things. Yeah, we didn't yeah, quite yeah. finish that, but oh, to both back to of it. you... Yeah, yeah, no, but let's let's get back to it now, like... What are those networks or links or supports you've well, used, and then what are yours, Lou? Well, I was thinking. So there isn't. Well, a, as far as I am aware, I don't want to speak out of place, but um, there aren't really kind of art world specific support groups or networks. Mm. It's very, it's very actually, it's quite hard to find um, mm. specific to um, parenthood or mm. motherhood. Um, there's lo- there's obviously lots of kind of um, there's organisations like Arts Council and places like that mm. that offer very good advice in terms of contracts and and um, daily rates or hourly rates okay. and conditions of work and they will most probably have advice on on maternity leave and returning to work but there's no specific mm. um, parenthood or motherhood advice. Um, centers for the visual arts it's, mm. I mean it's probably because it's so niche and and I was thinking actually well it's probably because people are very really quite accepting of it from my mm. experience so perhaps there hasn't been a real need for someone to think right you know like websites like pregnant then screwed there hasn't mm. really been that need yet within the art world context for people to actually um take a case further really mm. um there's been plenty of other issues but not not to do with motherhood I don't mm. think but even on a a kind of not discriminating level just a sort of support networks or anything that you would go to for advice it would be the arts council then for those yeah. contractual sort of benchmarking I'd start with the Arts Council and also, sorry, I'm just looking at my notes because I do have a bad memory for mm. I, um, there's there's an artist union as well, Artists oh, okay. Union England. Um, ArtQuest is a very good site and that gives lots of useful information as well. Okay. Um, yes, 
but um, yeah, oh, and there's lots of mentorship schemes as well, actually, which is interesting because they might not, again, um, it might not be kind of parenthood specific, but um, the mentorship schemes would actually pair you up. You'd have a big interview and, and they'd mm-hmm. pair you up with someone who would actually be more relevant to you and what was going on. So you'd more than likely be paired up with someone who'd gone through similar experiences. So mm-hmm. therefore you would have someone to talk to yeah. in that way. Yeah. That's really good. Mm. And then, Lou, what about in your industry? Who's the benchmarking? Well, there's Bet2, mm. so they sort of set rates and things. Um, mm. But I think in terms of freelancers, um, mm. it's very male-orientated. Okay. So you probably would just leave the industry. Okay. If you can't make it work, you, get yeah. out sort of style. Yeah. You have to make it work. So, you, mm. I mean, it, with commercials, it was well paid. So you just take the plunge if you wanted to work. Uh, and I didn't want really want to work all the time. Mm. Um, you would just have to pay for a nanny. That's it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but then you're going to miss out on your child growing up. Yeah, and the so development. And yeah, in, yeah. If you do it in a bit bitty sort of way, you just end up paying a lot of money for a nanny freelance nanny work for the days that you need Mm. and it's going to be a different person every time which luckily Ava didn't really mind (laughs) yeah Um, a lot of children would really mind that 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 could be a really big deal it could make it impossible yeah Mm. I know I've had random people picking her up from school in the past she's Mm. just gone with it yeah Yeah. and I've sent a picture to the school Ava's never met them and she's (laughs) fine with it luckily oh that's good Um, she is an amazing child though She's nice to me. Just go off with this person that's going to pick you up from school. It'd be fine. You brought her up very well. It's kind of counter, (laughs) counterintuitive. Yeah, Yeah, but maybe that's done her all right. You know, Mm. like um, Mm. yeah. But it is really bad if you're an assistant editor and you're Mm. you're pregnant. Then and you and you're freelance because obviously if you work for ITV or BBC or something, then you're going to have proper employment law. Mm. But otherwise, you'll probably just end up leaving the industry because. You can't commit. You can't and juggle People it aren't all. really interested. Mm. People that run those companies, so mm. they're mostly men. Mm. It is very hard, but I wonder how. You know, because obviously, I think in lots of industries, freelance more and more people are going into freelance, and they're also perhaps they've they've got paid employment. A, 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 you know, a nine to five, three or four day a week job, and then they're doing something as yeah. well in their other days. I think certainly in the last few years, it is changing. There's yeah. a few groups around, uh, and for actors as well. Mm. If you're oh, yeah. actors, if you're an actor with a baby, what mm. do you do with the baby? What do you do? So yeah. they're trying to sort of get crushes on sets and things well, exactly. like that. Well, oh, exactly. That's think interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. I think that's what's needed. That is, is exactly, you know, and I, and I think it is what, what is happening. And there's lots of kind of shared workplaces, aren't there, with crushes and, and things mm. like that. So I do think people, there's a real acknowledgement now, and, and that probably has happened in the last four or five years. Yeah. Because it definitely yeah. wasn't around when I had Louis ten years ago. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I've seen a real difference between um, Louis having Louis and then having Dora and, and actually what what is available in terms of workplaces with crashes and yeah. and the change and and and, and it's it's great but it, yeah. we're really only on the cusp of it. Mm. Um, but there must be so many mums who are freelancers some out of choice some out of mm. necessity if as you say the job that they were in before didn't allow them to maintain that career or they were pushed out or, or whatever else has gone on in the yeah. past so it seems like a kind of a missing opportunity if there's not I think technology is really helping as well. So mm. You don't have to be in the office yeah. to work anymore. So yeah, um, and there's all those women that have given up their jobs or just can't make it work, but do have time to spend on whatever 
you know, their job is. Mm. Um, and they're just making it work in the freelance mm. sort of way. Mm. Mm. And getting used to earning less money as well. Yeah. <laughs> you do. But then you get to spend more time with your kids. Well, exactly. So no, it's not. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's And it's such a short time for the kids, isn't it, really? Yeah. I've always thought oh. that as well. I've always thought, you know, there is going to be a time pretty soon that they will be fully independent going to school making their own way there their own way home and I I will build up again at that point this is quite interesting because I'm my kids are younger than your kids my eldest is the same age as your youngest but that it's almost a bit not defeatist but you know oh we've had to earn less to have the time with our kids no for 10 years or however and then you pick it up again as you phrased it it just seems a shame that you can't Still, but have there is other factors involved in that. I like know. we don't have our parents nearby. Yes, you, Natalie, yeah. but well, we I do, but they're yeah. <laughs> not the greatest. Not willing. <laughs> they are. They, they would step in, of course, in an emergency, and of yeah. course, I know that. But yes, yeah. they're not regular. I've, I see lots of grandparents regularly collecting their children from school. Yeah. Yes, you know. we don't have the extended family to yeah. help out, which mm. would make a difference. Mm. Yeah, true. So childcare costs go up because you're using child paid childcare more. Um, and that makes you feel a bit guilty as well. If they were with mm. a family member, you probably wouldn't feel so bad. Mm. Yeah. So advice to freelancers is live <laughs> yeah, near. I'm like, I'm quite yeah. like, uh, <laughs> Have some really good in. grandparents living nearby. And, no, but uh, these are <laughs> things that you know make or break in the decision making, yeah. right? Sorry, yes. Natalie. Yeah, no, I think that was the that was the only thing. That's I was, top one. No, <laughs> that's it must top. be like it gets to the top one. Have grandparents nearby or extended family nearby. Um, Live somewhere cheap. No. <laughs> have an allotment. Grow your own. <laughs> you can have, have to time do that, for that anyway as well. with Brexit. Yes. We? Yeah. <laughs> we'll come back on to that one. Um, so yes. Yeah, so no. No. These are practical things. So having contacts you've talked about before. So uh, childcare plans. Let's not call it grandparents nearby, but some sense of how you're going to plan your childcare. Um, Lou, you help me out on a Thursday night, don't you? You take my daughter yep. and things. So, you know, ex- even if it's not extended family, neighbours, yes. friends, yeah. like having that... The mum net. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. My um, neighbour friend, Nikki, calls it the mum mafia. So <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, but, you know, whoever it is. So maybe just having a sense of that in place or extended family if you've got the privilege of that nearby. Definitely. Contact. Um, one thing about having mm. the, 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 the mum... Um, Mafia. Mafia. Um, is that actually you don't, well, from my own experience, I didn't have that. Obviously, you don't have that before having children. So mm. it's not something that you can necessarily plan for on your maternity leave because you don't know that you're going to meet other mums or parents in your area that are going to help out in that way. That's just mm. a kind of a byproduct in a way. So it's not something you can really plan mm. it, for most people. And I think mm. for all of us, it's really worked out that way and it's mm. likely to happen. But yeah, you can't. Um, you can't plan for that and, and definitely know that that's mm. going to happen. You'll have people around you mm. that way. So, yeah. But can we get to our third? Yeah, I like, I like th- yeah. three. It's a neat thing, isn't mm. it? So the third top tip then, if we... Um, oh. Oh, <laughs> or should we just talk about Brexit, Lou? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, let's not. Encourage the children to go on marches. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pitch higher than you think you should pitch in industries that don't already have set fees. (laughs) Because I don't think we should be defeatist. I know I'm going back, but, you know, I I feel it's a shame to think, oh, I have to just accept this level of job or this level of salary. It is a woman thing, I think. Uh, Yeah, and it it saddens me because I'm 
umming and ahhing about that in my own career a bit and it's just like it saddens me that it should feel like that mm. it's true I think a, a, another I don't know if this is a tip or not because obviously it's very a personal thing obviously but um, maybe not to think that there's that the grass is greener in a way because um mm. you know to return to full-time or four-day a week or three-day a week employment having been a freelancer for myself personally wasn't the answer I thought that might be the answer in it mm. and it wasn't there were there were difficulties with that too so um you know a tip could potentially is is stick with it actually just try and make it it won't happen instantly it might it might take a couple of years or Mm. even longer potentially to fall into place and for it to really happen but if you can then stick with it rather than think that it's better to just go back into full-time employment Mm. yeah but there are some benefits that full-time employment or part-time employment offer that I suppose you guys miss out on a little Mm. bit like those sick days and yes pension contributions and things that yeah other people will be weighing up yes for people who are better at judging finances than I am I've probably got nifty spreadsheets to know how to yeah no that's true (laughs) work through all those yeah I I think think it's just horses for courses really whatever Mm. suits you Mm. Um, and it wasn't really an option for me because everyone's Mm. freelance yeah so yeah but some people at this, I think I get a sense from mums that there is a sense of standard employment is changing. Some of it's positive around, you know, as you say, those flexibility, flexibility with yeah. like either employers offering a bit more flexibility or technology allowing more flexibility. But there's also people sort of thinking about how do you progress your career if you can't through a standard employment mm. route and maybe being freelance is one way that Mm. people can mm. so I think it's yeah different stages different part different yeah. years as, as the years go by I try yeah. a different thing you know yeah just contradicted myself no 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 <laughs> <laughs> well it's all a big conundrum so, yeah. right yeah. <laughs> okay um yeah so we talked a bit as well about your kids and the ages changing what what are you sort of looking forward to and what are you worrying about in the next phases of secondary school and different school sites and how's that going to change it buy Ava a smartphone and how I can avoid it (laughs) okay I'm I'm with you on that it's just that's our main topic of conversation obviously yeah Louis bringing it up it's uh what do I have to do to get a phone? All my friends have got them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, well, yeah. we're both at the, the finding a school sort of age mm. or year ahead, but yeah, um, that's the big challenge mm. anywhere, really, and especially in London because there's so much choice and how mm. far they're going to travel yeah. to get to that school and whether it's a good and easy route for them to travel. Yeah, mm. and that might take a bit more juggling and working through how yeah. you and your partner's plan things organize things yeah just the thought of our babies being let loose on the street I mean it it terrifies me Mm -hmm. actually um and I know it's probably just something that you really maybe even just takes the first like half term of the new school year to get used to it but Mm. just the the thought of of them making their own way to school either walking or getting on a bus maybe a train it just yes I I mean it's Mm. exciting and obviously it's exciting for them and it it has to happen they have to become independent Mm. but it's it is it is very I'm quite terrified but other than being (laughs) terrified of the changes in their requests for more stuff Mm. and more independence you're not so worried about how it will affect your your work and your 
And I think it will free. I personally think yeah. I'm gonna. It's gonna free me up to do more work, and I and mm. I hope that it will. Um, it will help me kind of pursue. Yeah, move up a, a step or a yeah. few steps further. Yeah, in a career. And you're ready actually. for that. That's what I'm you kind of want. Yeah, definitely ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like super Natalie it's now. Been, it's yeah, been ten yeah. years over. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Um, but no, I have, I have slowed down through having children and yeah. things and and the the opportunities the same opportunities I don't feel have been open to me mm. because I have had children because I haven't wanted them as well it's not mm. it's not um a kind of where is me you know I, mm. I've, I've also chosen for that mm. I've made a conscious decision um but yes I, I definitely f- have got itchy feet and and I'm yeah. wanting to get out there again Ooh, exciting yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah I definitely hope there's going to be a part two to my career afterwards but again it's choices though I could have gone on into national shoots but yeah I didn't want Want to be away for chunks of time and things yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. okay so it's that balance so next phase of career energy Uh, yeah I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> and maybe sociable energy. Thinking oh, about yeah, social life. Oh, my goodness. Again, you know, yeah. I think you should plan an international project yes. <laughs> with a big kind of social element. Yeah, mm. got to uh, get the fear of flying out of the way of that one, though. Oh, no. <laughs> it's all right. You can go on the Eurostar somewhere. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. And anything, um, anything else by terms of advice? Or do you think you've kind of covered most of the, the things that you would want listeners to yeah, it's just to very hard on. work you know mm. when you're when you're single or you know with before kids you think you're working really hard and I have worked really long hours mm. you know I'll do six or eight hours for weeks on end mm. and, you know, five, uh, seven days a week and then you get to having a kid and still trying to work you think, oh my gosh this is nothing like that no. just, it's a different level so it's just hard work yeah and it's tiring, but it, but I you know I I wouldn't personally I wouldn't change it. I'm I'm happy with yeah with the fact that I I have been able to spend more time with my children. I'm happy that I've got my two lovely children. <laughs> um and 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 yeah, it is hard work and it is tiring, but it, it's satisfying as well. I think yeah, you've got to stop and remember that it is that sometimes. Though well, I feel that like when you're having those tired moments, you go like actually work is satisfying, parenting is satisfying. It's just not satisfying when it's like tiring all the time. But if you compartmentalize it, like yeah, yeah. a bit tired. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Leave me alone, children. (laughs) But all good. All right, well, ladies, thank you very much for for being interviewed. I was about to say interviewing, being interviewed. (laughs) Um, It's great to hear both your career paths and some of your ideas on on choices women make when it's about balancing work whether that's with freelance or just other types of career decisions so that's been really really useful and we do ask people to give a little rating to their work-life balance and so would you be happy to do that okay so um five being the most satisfied with your balance and one being the least where would you put yourself into account where i would have the sort of the sort of work i'm doing i suppose uh, the amount of working I'm doing and and um, the kids at the moment is pretty good. I'd say that's four out of five. Okay. But if it was about the quality of work that I'm doing, mm. um, I'd say that's probably about two out of five. So should we average as a three? Mm. Okay, yeah. we'll go for a three. Here. <laughs> <laughs> and you, Natalie? I was going to say three, two, actually. Okay. <laughs> Not three, two, three. Three. <laughs> Not 2.5, three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, um, and, but I think a lot, you know, personality again obviously always goes into that and, and I'm quite a, a hard judge on myself and you know I, mm. I um so yes um I, I would say a three okay and it sounds but it sounds like you're really excited about what's coming next for sure definitely yeah. so you know ask me again in a year uh-huh. be <laughs> <laughs> you'll be like I'm not just an arts professional I'm a super arts professional <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> or I might just be a yoga instructor. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Or a podcaster. Yes. yes. Exactly. <laughs> An influencer. An yes. influencer. Oh, yes. I mean, oh, of yes. course, I don't mean I might just be a yoga I, all, What I mean is I might change fields. No. <laughs> just to set that That's straight. fine, Natalie. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. No one's going to be too precious. Okay. So. <laughs> well, thank you, ladies. Um, I've been interviewing Natalie Lazarus and Louise McGregor. I'm Laura Broderick with The Mother of All Solutions. You've been listening to The Mother of All Solutions. The Mother of All Solutions is produced and hosted by Laura Broderick and edited by me, Owen Wainhouse. Music for this episode is Night and Day by D. Yan Key, licensed under Creative Commons by the Free Music Archive. <laughs>